You're listening to Comedy Central. Nadia Murad, welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I, it, it's my honor to be with you and join you today. Before we start, I just want to remind your, your viewers that today is the World Day Against the Human Trafficking. And it is our collective responsibility to, to end uh, uh, the human trafficking. And uh, I hope everyone can, can help to, to raise uh, awareness about these, these topics. You, you have spoken about this, and, and I think that's why your story is so powerful, because many people thought of ISIS, and, you know, there was a point where it was all that was in the news. And once the larger caliphate was defeated, people thought the story was finished. But you've, you've been an advocate speaking out, saying there are so many women who are still the victims of sex trafficking and sexual violence at the hands of ISIS, at the hands of this Islamic State, the, the, you know, that's trying to create terror through the abuse of women's bodies. What are some of the things that you think the international community could be doing to help? You know, I wish that our, uh, uh, our pain and our, what is happening to us right now after six years of what ISIS did to us, I wish it was gone with when, when they killed Baghdadi or other ISIS. But it, this is not the reality. The reality is that we have until today, we have 2,000 Yazidi women and children still in captivity, uh, including my sister-in-law, my niece, my nephew. We have more than 85 mass graves in Sinjar right now. Uh, we have more than as, uh, 60% of the Yazidi community is displaced. And, uh, our homeland is destroyed. And what ISIS can not just for one or two days, ISIS uh, ISIS left behind them the, uh, I, uh, a community that will not recover without the support of international community. A year ago, you met with uh, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, and in the Oval Office. And I actually want to show a little clip of that meeting. I, I hope you can call or anything to Iraqi and Kurdistan government to... But ISIS is gone. But if I if but I can now it's Kurdish and, and who? Iraqi Iraqi Iraq. government if I cannot go to my home and live in a, a safe place and and get my like my dignity back we cannot find a safe place to live all this happened to me they killed my mom my sixth brother they left behind them where are nine, they now they killed them they are in the mass graves in Sinjar and. I'm still fighting just to live in safe. Please do something. You had to explain to him the situation on the ground. Since then, have you heard back or has anything changed or has anything been done to try and remedy what is happening to the Yazidis and especially the women? With the U.S. government, we have been doing a lot of work. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence, he, from the beginning, he's a big support to our case to, to Yazidi to go back. I think one of the most difficult challenges I have faced since the beginning that my community was not well known to other people, even right. presidents around the world. And uh, it was difficult for me to go and explain to them who we are, what happened to us. I think 20 days later, I had met them again in, in France, in the uh, G7 uh, uh, 
in, in, in the France and uh, mm -hmm. I think they got the message and this was uh, I, I, this was my my work advocating for my community and many other communities around the world that to make sure uh, that people will know what happened to us so they will try to to do something like Yazidi or others will not go through that things again. When we see images of people who are fleeing countries as refugees, oftentimes we are told the story, especially in Western media, that these people want to look for a better life in another country. But you talk about how much pride people have for their homeland, how much people want to go home. Do you think that if the Iraqi government and, and the international community could come together to fix these regions and, and rehabilitate what has happened, do you think people will come back? You know, I don't think those people that have already made it to Europe or Canada or other places will go back soon because they are seeing the other peoples in Iraq still displaced. But when why I started to focus on my homeland as as someone who who was kidnapped, as someone who lived as a refugee, uh, displaced, is because I knew that no one is ready to to take more refugees. And we can, they can help us and other, other small communities and other countries for people can go back, but without support and safety, we cannot go back. I, I can right. tell you that I'm not happy to be a refugee after, after spending my like entire life with my family. You always wanted to stay in your home and it's not something that I wish to be a refugee. No, it's not not that easy. Right. The fact that you faced so many atrocities at the hands of ISIS, you, you've been through things that no human being could ever imagine going through, and yet you've used it to become an advocate for the change you want to see, and you're trying to move the world into a more positive place. Where did you find the strength, or what keeps you going in a fight that seems so unwinnable sometimes? You know, since, since the first day, it started. It's it's not something easy. I came from a small community. I a family that we were uh, uh, we were eleven siblings. We my mother raised us by her like on her own. Uh, she was a single mother. It was not easy for her. Uh, they came to me, my family, my community. They they raped us. They killed my mother. They killed six of my brothers who left behind them six widows with 21 minor children, uh, like so many other people, many other Yazidi families who are still waiting to, to one day uh, to, to see our, our family members, uh, like bury them in, in a in our homeland, I don't think it's something that I want to do it. I am not happy with all these things because I was part of what happened. But I have no other choice. And I guess that's, that's the painful truth. You don't have a choice. And I feel like if everyone in the world felt like they didn't have a choice, then hopefully governments would step up and do something about it. And especially on a day like today, um, hopefully we can stand together and have the right people hear the message that we have to try and fight against 
sex trafficking and the trafficking of women around the world, no matter where, where or how it's happening. Thank you so much for having me and forgive me if my English was not good. I'm trying to study hard because I was not <laughs> able to finish high school. Stay safe and please wear your mask for your safety and the safety of everyone else. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 